0: and how thankful we should be for his presence and how obtainable his presence is and how how much joy and and how much better we get by being in his presence. And, and, and you, you, you think about um, this verse in Psalm 1611. It's coming on the screen. It says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. David writes in the Psalms over in Psalm 139. It says this, verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? It goes on to say in verse 8. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. In other words, where can I go away from your presence? Where can I go away? And so the idea is is the presence of God. God is an omnipresent God. God is everywhere. It doesn't take, take much to find God in life. But how many times and how many days do we go without acknowledging and enjoying and sitting and practicing the presence of God? As I spoke this message this morning, the first service, I didn't realize, but as it began to flow and come together, what, what we're really talking about today is a progression of his presence and being thankful for his presence. And, and so let's, let's get into this. Number one, I'm thankful for access into his presence. I'm thankful for access into his presence anytime, anywhere, day, night, no matter what. He does not slumber. He does not sleep. He doesn't, he's always on call. He doesn't take a vacation. He is there when you need him 24-7, unlike anyone else will ever be in your life. God will not leave you nor forsake you. He won't let you down. He's always around says in Hebrews 4 thinking about being thankful for access into his presence Hebrews 4:13 to 16 and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account verse 14 seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus the son of God Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest, speaking of Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in our time of need. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let us therefore come boldly into the presence of God. Let us therefore come with confidence into the presence of God. Let us therefore acknowledge the presence of God in every situation in our life. Let us therefore know that his presence is accessible. When I was a kid, I got in a lot of trouble because I couldn't stand locked doors. Any of you like that when you were kids? Or fences. Fences are just dumb. Right? When you're a kid, fences are made to be climbed. Yeah, one of the worst weapons I ever got in my life. And there's a bunch. But this this is a bad one. Me and my brother and a bunch of neighborhood friends had snuck up on the roof of the church that was in our neighborhood. And why do you do that? Like, I've raised two kids now, and I still don't know why we do these things. Like, when you're a teenager, you're an alien. You know, you just... you come back. They come back, though. It's okay. And, and there was this fire thing that you pulled down, and it just looked fun. So we climbed up. Little did we know that one of our friends was going to fall right through the roof of the church. Wasn't our fault they didn't have a good roof. <laughs> oh, access. Access, access into the, the presence of God. Access into the presence of God in our time of need. Well, well, well what do we need? Uh, over this last week, we came back early from our sabbatical so we could we could board up the house and and you know get get everything ready to only leave again. And so I grabbed a generator and, and trekked up to Gainesville to be with my daughter. Uh, her husband's work schedule, it wasn't conducive to him being there all the time, and, and uh, I didn't want her and Jack. Really, I just wanted to go see my grandson. We <laughs> just want to get right down to it. It just sounded fun at the time. Um, and so, you know, he had to have cold milk, so I had to have a generator, right? He had to, yeah. Well, you know, they lost power. No power. No power. No power. No power. So four days on the air mattress, No power. And I'm thinking, either we're kidnapping Jack and he's going back with us, or we got to get out of here. And we didn't have power either, but it was, it was obviously time for us to to, to move along. And it, it was like no hot water. You all know this. You've been doing this all week, right? Unplugged the refrigerator to make coffee because you have to have coffee, right? And so it's like, is it too early to start the generator? A couple of days of that, and you're like, screw that. We're starting the generator because we need coffee or we're going to kill each other. And so so... so yeah, Rain and I have always said we'd be transparent As far as our marriage goes up to a point And, and we, we have <laughs> we, we, we have that We have this deal of well, we, you know, We're not ashamed of this Sometimes we just have to look at each other and say It's time to go to our own corners Right? We've been married 22 years 5 months and 29 days today And so So, so it's, it's time Yeah, that's right You didn't know that? <laughs> um why is that? Because life has gotten crazy. We haven't been reading our Bible. We hadn't have a quiet time. Da, da 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 And I'm telling you, we, you know, she's in there making the coffee, and, and that's the, you know, she, that's the second day she quit asking if it was. She's like, go crank the generator. We need coffee. And so anyway, and so I'm I'm laying there on the air mattress, and I'm going, all right, God. Up until now, I've done pretty good. I think like leading and praying and having a good attitude and keeping everybody calm, and and but I'm. I'm tired. And I really want to go home. And I really and the fruit of the spirit is like a distant, distant, distant tree, if you will, on a far, far, far mountain in a distant, distant, distant land. I'm just not feeling the fruit of the spirit in my life, right? And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, God, you have to help me, and so I gotta get in your presence for a minute. I just gotta, you know, and just get my Bible on my phone and read my Bible and I'm praying, Lord, you know, and I, you know, I start feeling the presence of God. Access anytime, anywhere, any access. And so I'm I'm praying, I'm praying, you know, I'm praying, and and then um, Raina just peeks through the door and throws a cup of coffee at me. And you <laughs> know, uh, I was very thankful for that. And so I'm so you know, get some coffee in me and praying and hot. I'm, I'm do this, you know, let's get a plan. Let's get a plan for today. Got a plan. And then I went to get out of the air mattress and, and you know, those things sit low to the ground. So when you step off, you got to push up to stand up. You know what I'm talking about? You all do know what an air mattress is, don't you? (laughs) Right? Yes. Okay. This is going somewhere. So Um, if I can get there, you can too. I assure you. Um, So, so I've, you know, no shoes on. Someone had taken their earrings off. I don't wear earrings. And there were only two of us who slept in the air mattress. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, I stepped off that air mattress and stepped down with all 165 pounds of my weight and went, stepped up Steve I would like to tell you that I said glory (laughs) that would be a lie (laughs) but I I didn't I didn't go the other way either (laughs) I said sit back down (laughs) blood (laughs) all over the Okay, God, we got to do this again cuz this is not working. <laughs> but you know, that that's minimal to what some of you in this room are going through right now. That's minimal to what some of our family members or people are going through right now and and I I just came to tell you today that you have access into God's presence. Access into God's presence at any time. And and there 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 you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there there is the fruit of the spirit and and so I, I've, I've broken this down uh, you could have preached the whole message on, on the presence of, uh, of God um, but I, I just put it in five points and I, we were having our pre-service meeting back here this morning and uh, I'm not going to tell you which pastor said it Steve um, he's, he goes I, uh, so they always ask me how many points are in your message and I said I got five points and, and I'm again I'm not going to tell you which pastor said it Steve He's poked up and said it's <laughs> been, been a few weeks since we've had a five-point message around here. <laughs> I thought to myself, I will see you in staff meeting tomorrow. <laughs> it's been a few weeks since I've been in staff meeting. Huh? No, access into the presence of God. Application all throughout this message today is will you be brave enough to make time this week to get in the presence of God? Because in the presence of God, things change. In the presence of God, things look anew. Let's keep going. Number two. I'm thankful for the leading of his presence. I'm thankful for the leading of his presence. So if I take the time, which I know we're all busy, but if I take the time and I get into his presence, which is available to us, the Bible says in Romans 5, we've been granted an access into this grace in which we now stand. As Christ's followers, we have VIP passes into the presence of God. When Jesus Christ said, it is finished, the veil was torn, which represented there was no longer a barrier between us and God, had separated us Jesus Christ came and overcame sin death and the grave and now we get to ride his coattails into the presence of God not because we're good enough because he's good enough and he overcame at the cross so now we have access into this presence, and when we come into the presence of God and we slow down and we take time and we, we begin to meditate on his goodness. Let me, let me show you something that happens here. Romans 2, 4 says this. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, patience, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God read this with me, leads The goodness of God leads you to repentance now now the progression of his presence this is this is so good because we're going to talk about peace in a moment but there can't be true peace in your life if you're not at peace with God and you can't be at peace with God if there's habitual sin in your life do you want to know how you continually have habitual sin in your life stay out of the presence of God because in the presence of God it's his anger that leads us to repentance right it's his condemnation that leads us to repentance, right? No. It's his goodness. It's his kindness. It's your kindness, Lord, that leads me to repentance. You, you, you think about for a moment it, it, coming into God's presence every day. The, the, the series that I, I wrote is called Living Clean, and, and we'll talk about repentance some. But, but do you know that repentance should be a part of our everyday life? What? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about you, you don't get saved every day of your life, obviously. I'm talking about, but you do sin every day of your life, correct? Okay, here's the deal. You don't sin for a whole day, you don't have to repent. And you can preach next week. No, repentance is part of our spiritual journey. Repentance, Spirituality 101. Repentance is part of who we are as Christ follows. Repentance is, is, is a cleansing. You know the story of the, the man who's dressed in the white suit and white gloves and he goes into a coal mine and never touches anything and he comes out and his suit's gray. And he says, Well, what happened? I never touched anything. It was the environment. We live in a fallen world, and the world will crawl all over you. It's good to get in the presence of God every day and let the Holy Spirit shine the light of his goodness on your heart and say, Lord, I've taught you this, but if you're new to this church or you're just newly saved, you're watching online. By the way, we have thousands of people watching online now all over the world. Isn't that cool? They send us little pin dots every week, and there's pin dots all over the world. So so whether you're here or watching online, you taking the time to get into God's presence but I've told you this there is a difference between condemnation and conviction right condemnation is not of God that voice that says you're no good, you'll never make it, you'll never overcome, you'll never quit, You might as- I mean, you'll never be able to quit that, so you might as well quit life. That voice that says I told you you were going to mess up, you're going to mess up again. That voice that says you'll never be in a good relationship, you mess it up every time. That voice that says your dad was like that, you're going to be like that. That voice that says you're always going to struggle with that. That voice that says you'll never get past warrior fear. That voice that says you'll never overcome. That is not the voice of God. Let me tell you what the voice of God says. When I'm in his presence, hey, Jason, hey, buddy, Jason, come here. Because there's that, you you know, that little area of your life. Could could you please stop pretending I don't know about that area? Because I'm God. And I kind of know everything. But until you admit it, you and I, we're not good. I'm good, I'm always good, because I'm the good father, but you got this, you got sin in your life that you're not dealing with. Won't you just bring that to me? I'm good. It's good, it's already been forgiven. You confess that to me, and let's deal with that. See, I hear people all the time, oh I love coastline, oh I leave Sunday feel so good, so good. Did you surf this week? Yeah, it was so good. Did you go to church this week? It was so good. Listen, that's great. But the reason you feel that is because you feel the presence of God. It's not because any, any one person or any... No, the presence of God is here. And thank God for it. Let us never take it for granted. But our dispersing... Listen to me. Our dispersing... Should always be much more powerful than our gathering. Did you hear that? You need to find time every day of your life to get in the presence of God. 1 John 1 9, after God deals with us and leads us in kindness and goodness to repentance, 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all. Unrighteousness. It goes on to say in verse 10, but if you say you are without sin, you make God out to be a liar. So who's telling the truth? Yeah, we're sinners. Job said we sin like sparks fly upwards. We, we, someone else did something that made us sinners, that was Adam, and someone else did something that made us righteous, and that was Jesus Christ. So repentance, the tool God has given us to come back to him, to be okay, to be at peace with him, which takes us to number three. I'm thankful for the peace of his presence. We could have looked at all of the fruit of the spirit that come out of his presence. We talked about the the joy and the pleasure in that first scripture in Psalms. And and then we'll talk about love in a moment. But I really wanted to hone in on peace after the week we've had. And after some of the things that some of you guys have gone through that I know personally. and, And overall, don't we all need peace in our life? I mean, before Irma or before tragedy or before unexpected death or before. I mean, some of us are like. I, let's just get this over with so I can get back to my chaotic life. Right? I mean I know people that are actually glad for the disruption because our life is so crazy. Like it was pretty cool, man. <laughs> Didn't have to go to work and got to play with power tools and um yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, because their life is so chaotic. So so notwithstanding a week that we've had like this week, peace. Man, our world starves we starve for peace. Why why why? Do we look and strive for peace? Because God put that God, we were created to be at peace with God. And when we're at peace with God, we are at peace. When our, our vertical relationship is working, our horizontal relationships work. you having problems in your relationships horizontally, go back to center and, and think how's my relationship with God? Because the progression of his presence, we have access. He leads us into repentance. And through that repentance, we gain peace. Watch this. These things I have, John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'm going to give you a few scriptures on peace. If you don't have a pen or a device, all this is online this week. Um, it, it, going to the next one. Peace I, I leave with you. Now watch this. My peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Why is it so important? Jesus telling the disciples listen, I am leaving peace with you, but it's not the peace that the world is going to offer you, because friend, anything the world gives you, the world can take away. It's not peace that a full bank account gives you, because as we all know that goes away. It's not peace that any human relationship can give you, because we know humans let one another down. Jesus is saying, I'm leaving a peace with you the world didn't give you, so the world can't take it away. You can be at peace on the mountaintop, and you can be at peace in the valley, and you can be at peace anywhere in between, because I've given you access to come boldly to my throne of grace in your time of need. And if you'll be honest with me, I'll be honest with you, God says, repent, be cleansed, be forgiven, be at peace with me, and the rest of your life begins to fall in place. it it is it is amazing it is amazing when we get our relationship with God right and in check how everything else in our life begins to just just be be better it's just better marriage is just better work is just better in 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 his presence where that peace is it's hard to hate In his presence, where that peace is, it's so hard to be bitter. In his presence, where that peace is, it's so, so hard to think about anything except how good he is. How good he is. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Now as this world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Look at this next one. Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. That's why I titled this message, thankful for his presence, and be thankful, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Wow, application, get alone with God this week, practice his presence, get in his presence, and let the peace of God. Let him put his finger on some areas of your life. It's, it's it takes bravery. To truly get into the presence of God. To set aside time. It take, you got to be brave. you got to be transparent. You have to be willing to listen to God. You can no longer shove away that stuff that you're doing that you know is not right. You can't. But that's the joy of it. He already knows anyway. So, so why don't you and him just hash it out? Until you say His ways are higher than our ways, and His ways are better than our ways, and there's peace, just let Him have all of it. You, you think about let the peace of God rule in your being at peace with because when you're at peace with God, it's so much easier to be at peace with those around you. Peace, man. Our world looks for it. peace. I have made it. I wrote down, and in, while in I was away, I wrote. I wrote this down. It could have been before I left. Don't know, but I wrote in my journal, "I want to be a lifelong learner and seeker of peace—the peace that comes through Jesus Christ." See, there's a world full of seekers and, and trying to find that peace, all different types of ways. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm giving you a peace the world, dis- the world can't give to you. I, I, I want to seek his peace for the rest of my life. Because I, I've learned this. Even in the last few years of my life, I've learned that if I'm not at peace, I'm not right. Would you agree with that? And then things in my life aren't right. And then I get it off track. And then, and then everything can get, you know. No, I, I'm going to be a lifelong learner and seeker of Peace. In my life. Number four, number four, I'm thankful for the perspective of his presence. I'm thankful for the perspective of his presence. Now, I have access into his presence. I have the opportunity to be led by the Holy Spirit to, to confess my sins in his presence. And then I have the opportunity to, to rest in the peace of God in his presence, which now changes my perspective. You guys following this? My perspective is now changing. Hey, did any of you see the picture of the, the full moon through the eye of the hurricane from the uh, the Air Force guys that fly through and do the wind readings? Did anybody see See that google it if you do i mean I, i'm easily amused but this was awesome satellite a satellite which is way above wherever you know where they put satellites he is looking down through and catching a glimpse of, of where the plane's flying and so they're taking a picture bouncing off a satellite back down through the eye of the hurricane and it's the full moon right in the middle i'm like God, oh, that's awesome and then you know you see how big it is. that's not so awesome but that was awesome You you think about perspective. Every time I get on an airplane and take off, I always raise the window. Why? Because it always reminds me that there's always a different perspective. Jason, you can always see things a different way. Because when you take off an airplane, everything just gets smaller. And smaller, and, and then you're wondering, okay, is that a building or an eighteen wheeler? And then why does this part of the country make all of their fields square? Does anybody have the answer to that? <laughs> See me after this service. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I did Google that one. <laughs> Bothered me for years. Um, perspective, perspective. Now watch this. I'm thankful for the presence of his perspective. Matthew six thirty-one through thirty-four. Therefore, do not worry, saying, "What shall we eat?" or "What shall we drink?" or "What shall we wear?" for after all these things the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things but see so so God already knows what we need So in his presence, I'm getting a new perspective. In his presence, I'm getting a perspective of, okay, things aren't as bad as they they seem. In his presence, I'm getting a perspective of, hey, you know what? God, you are in control. There's a peace that's flooding my soul like a river right now. And it's it's unexplainable, but I'm, I'm, I'm soaking in it. I'm bathing in that peace. Now my perspective is changing and my perspective is saying, you know what? God, you already know what I need. You already know before i ask what i need you you know everything and so for after all these things the gentiles seek for ungodly people seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all of these whatever you need this week god knows you need it if you need a new roof god knows you need it if you need a new fence god knows you need it if you if you if if you need if you need peace god knows you need it and you can find it in his presence But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, here's the perspective shift. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Sufficient for the day. This is one of those scriptures that you're so glad it's in there, but you wish it wasn't. Because it straight up tells you, hey, you got enough trouble today, so don't worry about tomorrow. Don't even think you're smart enough to worry about tomorrow. It's trouble because don't don't worry. Now, now, watch this. Rainer and I were talking about this between services. The the beautiful thing here is, is you can't sit in the presence of God and have fear and worry for very long. Because after you're in the presence of God for a while, you're flooded with peace. And that peace is so tangible and that peace is so wonderful and that peace is so supernatural that that at some point, worry or fear of tomorrow or situation or circumstance that tries to cloud in on, on your spirit and on your thinking is run off by the peace of God in your life because you have to choose between the two. You can't, worry and fear cannot coexist with peace. Can't do it. And so every moment I spend worrying, every moment I spend in fear is a moment that I'm wasting outside of peace. Y'all getting this? In his presence, the progression of his presence. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be a worry about its own, own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That is hard. You go over to Philippians, and it says this, 4, 6. Be anxious. Many of you know this. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God be anxious for nothing oh man for nothing be anxious be anxious don't don't be freaking out about anything don't 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 worry about it but in everything my prayer take 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 your worries to the Lord and let him know about them. You got to get in his presence to do that. And when you're in his presence, you feel his peace. And when you're operating in his peace, all that worry and fear seems so small and minute and little. And you just take it to him. You say, God, I got to give you this. I'm tired. I'm tired. My shoulders are hurting from carrying this worry and fear and this burden of worry and fear for so long. It's wearing me out. And I'm going to give that to you. So you have to do that continually. Sometimes, if you if you're bent towards wor- if you're a worrier, if you're a worrier, anybody that's ever raised teenagers, you're a worrier. <laughs> what, no, if you're bent towards if you're bent towards that way, then then this is a process for you. And and the way to overcome that fear and worry is to practice his presence. Practice his presence. Get his and it, it takes time. I mean, I've heard people say, "You know what? I was I." I meditated the other day after I read my one Bible verse for the day. And I was meditating and I just never did. I never could get there for God. I mean, I sat still for like four minutes. That's, that's the screen mentality, world culture we live in. It's creating in us impatience. And God's saying, look, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. I just want to hang out with you. I know you're all important and busy and all that, God's saying, but I just I just you know I just want to hang I just wanna be be with you. And if, if we could see eternity, we would realize that extra time or the extra sleep that we give up just to be with him. Oh, it's worth it. It's so worth it. Be anxious for nothing. I'm so thankful that in his presence my perspective changes. Last thing, number five. I'm thankful for the love of God found in his presence. You think about, there's not, for, for, the Bible says, John three seventeen. for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world yet so the world could be saved through him. In his presence, there's not condemnation, there's conviction. His loving kindness leads us to repentance. We have full access. There's a peace that comes through that. There's a peace that comes from being okay with God. You know, somebody asked me, Hey, how you doing? How, how are you doing? And just a while back. And, and it just came out of me. I don't know where you just, it just it said, You know what? Me and God are okay. We're good. I had a big smile on my face. And it, and and I had a conversation with this guy, and we got pretty deep on Wow, that, I've never heard it put that way. That's that's pretty important, isn't it? Because if that doesn't work, again, so so you're at peace with God. You're okay with God. You and God are okay. You're good. And through Jesus Christ that love that we see here is found in his presence his presence is abounding with love if you will begin to practice his presence and make it a spiritual principle in your life a dedication uh, you you will find that you can't wait to get there you will find how hard the devil will fight that with busyness and things you do know your phone has an off button don't you it does or airplane mode because if you're like me you read your bible on your phone but you can't put it in airplane mode you you will find that his love is so intoxicating that you don't really want to be anywhere else now i'm telling you you all oh, the special moments I, I could point to special moments in my life of being with God that i didn't want i didn't want to quit i didn't want to go to work I didn't want to make an appointment i, I didn't I did not want to leave that Place of his presence. So application this week, make some time. It may be from midnight to 4 a.m., but make some time to practice his presence. Make some he's everywhere. He's everywhere, he's omnipresent. Find him, find him in what you're doing, but also make some time this week. So his love abounds in his presence. Romans 8:35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him who was the conqueror. We are more than conquerors through our high priest who was tempted in every way yet lived without sin. We are more than conquerors we can overcome because he has overcome. He overcame death, sin, and the grave so we get to overcome death, sin, and the grave. We get to experience them but ultimately we overcome them. Conquerors to him who loved us verse 38 for I am persuaded I love that. I'm persuaded. My mind's made up. I'm stubborn. I'm not going to argue this point with you. you, you this is truth. Paul is saying, "I have made up my mind that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created nor any other created thing nor any other created thing nothing." shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And the greatest place to experience that love, I would submit to you today, it's not necessarily a church service. It's you and God being you before God. Let him love on you this week. But you got to get in his presence. I'm so thankful for his presence. I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ found me and saved me and set me free. I'm so glad, as the old song says, he picked me up of the miry clay and put my feet on a rock to stay. Have I slipped off that rock every once in a while? Absolutely. Am I perfect? No. But I know where I'm headed, and I am convinced of this. Nothing can separate me from the love of Christ that is in in, in Christ Jesus, or the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. In his presence, you will find the love that you've been looking for your whole life. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe you've never prayed that prayer and put your faith in Jesus. Maybe, you, what, what are you saying, Jason? I'm saying the Bible says that the only way to be at peace with God, to have true peace with God, is through putting your faith in Jesus Christ. We're justified in the sight of God. We have peace with our God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Romans 5 says. Have you done, do you need to be saved? Do you need to know Jesus? Can you point to a moment in time when you've given your heart to Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? We committed here at Coastline to never have a service where we don't ask that. I'd be a terrible pastor if I stood up here and talked about the presence of God, and then maybe you're sitting out there going, "I don't know how to get there." Where the first step is the cross. The first step is what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. He died. He was placed in the grave. He rose again. Why? So that we could be restored back to a place of His presence. Would you bow your heads all over this place? Say, Jason, that that's me. I'm here and I, I i can't point to a moment in time. Maybe you're like some of the people that were here this morning. I'm sure watching online. And you say, I need to make a decision. I i need, I realize I need to make a decision to follow Christ today. I feel the Lord, the love of God wooing my heart right now and I know that I know that I need to give my heart to Jesus Christ or maybe you're here today you're just not living right and you know better and you, you know that it's time to come back to the Lord and get some things straight between you and him either way if that's you and you say you know what I, I need to accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior whether you're watching online or you're here in this room would you just buy a, a sign of confession? Slip your hand up long enough for me to see it and just put it right by. I see your hand. Just put it right back down. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man. I wish I could just come right now and, and hug every one of one of you who just did that and, and infuse into you what lies ahead for you in this journey with Christ because it's so awesome. The Bible says you're being made into a new creation right now. And it's another sign of confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Would you pray this prayer with me? Father, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me and thank you that right now I'm being made into a new creation. From my heart, I'm confessing that I believe that Jesus Christ was born in a virgin. I believe that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. I believe that Jesus Christ took my death and sin on the cross. I believe that Jesus Christ was placed in a grave. And I believe that Jesus Christ rose from that grave on the third day. And I believe he's coming back for me one day. God, I know I'm not going to be perfect. But right now, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Through what Jesus Christ did on the cross for me. And God... I ask that no longer would you see me for me, but you would see me through Jesus and what he has done for me. Thank you for your love that's flooding my soul right now. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for your mercy. If you raised your hand, please come up to the table and see Patsy. She's got a, a, a Bible and a devotion for you. If you're watching online, go to starting point link, click on it, download the PDF, email us, the pastor will call you back. Father, we thank you for this day. I pray a blessing on this congregation as we go forward. Help us to be a light in this community. In Jesus' name we pray.